Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, they do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever, drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel. That's the number 20 X, the number 20 apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bum me, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yelling what it goes. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my asses. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Fraser. On Fresh of the Word, we like to deliver wisdom through great stories from the minds of bright creatives of pop culture. Through those stories, we like to dissect the journey of our guests and present actionable lessons and advice for our listeners, no matter what career or avenue of artistry they pursue. This is episode number 114, and this episode's guest are Detroit hip-hop artists Aztec the Barfly and Foulmouth. As members of the newly formed Middle Finger Music imprint, Aztec just released his new album, Lion King, produced entirely by Foulmouth. During our interview, we talked about both their roots in music. What I love about Aztec is that he's down for the core. The creation of Middle Finger Music the importance of having a tight-knit creative community, the future releases on Middle Finger Music, and much, much more. Also a reminder that this when you're this Saturday in Detroit, December 1st, at the Old Miami, is Aztec the Barfly's Lion King release party. Featuring performances by a beat set from Blizzard, J Classic, Seven Oddities from Chicago, Fat Father, and Aztec the Barfly himself, along with Dante on the ones and twos. Just a $5 cover. It's at the Old Miami at 3930 Cass Avenue in Detroit, Michigan. And doors are at 9 p.m. 
So definitely go out and support Aztec. This new album, Lion King, is dope. And before we get to the interview with Aztec and Foulmouth, I definitely want to give a thanks to Foulmouth, along with Knox Money and Bang Belushi for the theme music for Fresh of the Word. And also, I want to remind you how you can support the podcast. You can always go to freshofthepodcast.com and share any of the links for any of the episodes that you see on the website and any of your social media platforms. You can also subscribe to Fresh of the Word pretty much anywhere that podcasts are streamed. Uh, that would include Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Radio Public. Links to all those platforms are in the show notes for every episode of Fresh of the Word on the website, freshpodcast.com. And also, if you want to got any questions or comments or whatever, you can always email me at djkfresh at gmail.com. Or you can follow me online on Twitter at kfreshistheword and on Instagram at kfreshistheword and on Facebook at facebook.com slash kfresh. I did change the Twitter and Instagrams recently, and I also changed the Twitter for Fresh the Word to Fresh is the Word with a Z in the for the is so it's f-r-e-s-h-i-z-t-h-e-w-o-r-d and we're still at fresh of the word podcast on instagram and at facebook.com slash fresh is the podcast all right enough of that let's get on to the interview with aztec the barfly and foul mouth we're here and foul mouth snake pit is that what you call it yeah we're on the other side we're on the other side though right now. We're in the lines down. All right, introduce yourselves. Uh, this is Foul Mouth, and I'm Foul Mouth. Uh, this is Aztec, and he's Aztec. <laughs> Yo, these guys, you know, have been putting in work in the Detroit uh, scene, Detroit area scene for a while now. I, li- I like Aztec because he's down for the core. Yeah. Totally. Like I'll like be at a hardcore show, and I'm like, I'll probably see Aztec. And we were and before we were uh, before we started uh, taping. You guys were talking about your history with hardcore. Like, mm-hmm. like go into that. I want to hear that. Um, like, like in uh, early, like middle school, man. Uh, one of my best homies and shit. Like, we would. Uh, it was kind of funny. Like, he like put me onto like Slayer, and like you know what I mean. Like, I, everybody knew Metallica and shit, but like the other shit, you know what I mean. Like, right. a little bit deeper, and like so I would give him like my Run DMC tapes and shit like that, and like Kumo D. You know what I mean? That I used to steal from my brother and shit. And like he'd get, put me onto all this. So it was kind of like every week we just be exchanging. So, and like one thing I noticed, man, like the, the drive and the angst and the emotion behind both both genres is just pissed off and just yeah. super like you know what I mean. They're like fucking cousins. You know what I mean. It's not like neither one of them are like pop or like polished and shit. So, yeah. And um, you know later on, started like rhyming and shit, doing this and that. And all my buddies were in punk bands and hardcore bands. I'm like, well, that's fucking sweet. I want to do that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. So, yeah, basically the same thing, man. Like, for a while there, I had been rhyming and, and fucking screaming my head off like a fucking idiot. Probably, for, you know, the same amount of years, you know. Detroit hardcore, Detroit punk, Detroit hip-hop, it's like they're very similar to me. Would you would you want to do a hardcore album? Oh, yeah. A hardcore album. Yeah, I was in a band. I was in a band. I was a singer for... Uh, do you want to do a new one, though? 
Oh fuck yeah, man! Yeah. I have a uh, the the hardest part about that is getting a fucking ba- uh, drummer to commit. You know what I mean? They're like on this weird like prima donna fucking thing. Like they're the drummer, and they they're like the ones you need. You know what I mean? I don't have patience for that fucking shit, man. Like so, I have a bunch of new like a bunch of new tracks recorded over my man's like studio and shit, and they're brutal. It's just a matter of just getting people. You know, we're older now, and it's like. Nobody wants to even think about fucking touring or making shit. I'm like, right. what the fuck, man? Then you come out, as Jamie Jasso would say, come out of mosh retirement. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> come out of mosh retirement. Yeah, and you know, you listen to some of these bands now, even like whatever kind of fucking grindcore, deathcore. It's like, how many fucking times can we remake the same fucking breakdown? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> God damn, man. Yeah. What, what sort of, what? I know you kind of touched on it, but what sort of like, you know, what did you like about hardcore and hip hop? And what? Because these are things that that like in the early, like the late seventies, early eighties, along with also like dance music, house music, electronic mm-hmm. music, all kind of, kind of sprouted up as a like a subculture. Yep. Um, all for the same reasons, you know. What was your uh, sort of love it, of it all? I think, um, like, I mean, just honestly, is uh, probably like the same as the way most people viewed it. It was kind of like it didn't really want run with the mainstream and it was something different and kind of like you felt like i don't know like 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 you had a part of it you know what i mean like and you like they made this shit just for me like you know they're like how the fuck do they know what i want to hear and you know it's kind of like it's just it was a different niche you know what i mean it wasn't like and you kind of felt like you know younger like when you discover something like you knew the cats in you in, in around you weren't listening to that same shit they had no fucking clue you know and it just it just spoke more truly you know, it just spoke like just, and just it, it was it defined, kind of just how we all felt when we were kids. You know, like I don't want that to sound cliche, but right, that's right. exactly what the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck all this shit. <laughs> and you know, and then finding out that some of even now, I mean, to, to, to this day, one of my my favorite hardcore bands, Cold as Life, realizing that they, you know, what I mean, like, wow, this is in my fucking city, like. These guys live 10 fucking minutes away from me, you know, and like the legacy, like some of these bands have carried just unbelievable knowing that it's in your own city. Hip hop, you know, hardcore punk, everything like just there's so much shit going on that people in Detroit still don't fucking know about, you know, so that's how I felt like like when I was a teenager and I found out about like cats like um, Isham and Nautis and ICP and House of Crazy. I was like. Oh, these dudes are just from around here. Yeah, yeah, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and even like, you know, it's funny you just mentioned those. Um, obviously, you know, growing up, growing up, going to like ICP shows and shit, and then hearing like the House of Crazies, you're like, this is like that, but fucking sweeter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, was, it was like that mix of Esham and just fucking, yeah. like it totally made sense why they called it acid rap. You know what I mean? Like it was fucking nuts. Hell yeah. What what was your start into make like being a hip hop artist? You know, how you know, what was sort of like the itch that you got where you want to be like, yo, I want to make hip hop records? Um Well fuck, I think I think at some point, man, everybody's wanted to fucking rap a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or just, you know, I remember like being in the mirror, just, you know, rapping like Beastie Boy lyrics and fucking you know, whatever like my brother had at that time, I would just take it from him. You know, I didn't know what it was and I was rocking fucking, you know, cross colors listening to fucking X-Clan. You know what I'm saying? Like, this Grand Verbalizer J to me is one of the fucking just illest fucking voices and just MCs ever. You know what I mean? His Hell message. Yeah. All that shit. You know what I mean? Like, whatever it was, just listening to that shit, I'm like, how do they fucking do this? You know, how do they do this? Like, you know, obviously just saying, like, writing stupid, like, little 
trying to write one-liners and this and that, but I just it never made sense to me, man. Like, confidently and, speaking words. Yeah, you know? yeah, and like fucking like, how do they do it? You know, and then getting into high school, uh, they used to have these open mics. This place called the uh, the GI Forum over in Southwest Detroit, uh, off of Lafayette, and like, it was it was just riddled with like a bunch of gangbangers talking like stupid dope shit. You know what I mean? And like. <laughs> I didn't do that, you know what I mean? I didn't, I've never rhymed about fucking dope or money. Or, it's just, you <laughs> right. know, that's not, it's not what I'm doing, you know? It's not where I come from, but it's like uh, just wanting to be, you know, the baddest dude in the fucking crowd and the open mic and whatever, you know? like. And then eventually it was like, man, there's like there's some serious shit, like a craft that goes behind this and just always just striving to just push better and be better, you know what I mean? That's where, fuck, that's where we're at today. Right. Yeah. Now uh, going over to, uh, to Foul Mouth, how was your uh, what was your introduce introduction to hip hop and why did you want to start making hip hop beats? I don't know if it was Two Live Crew or if it was um, if it was Too Short. It was one or the other, but that's that was the, that was my introduction to hip hop. What made me want to rap was probably Esham. I heard Esham in 1990 and I was seven years old. Yeah. And when my brother put me up on the fact that he was only 15 minutes away from us. That was mind-boggling to me. Like he was saying, like knowing that they were that close, like we could do that shit. Yeah, hey, we could exactly. be a part of this. Shit. I could like. That's how I felt. I just, I, I mean, I never thought I'd be an MC. For me, I always thought as a kid, I thought I was gonna be a producer. And then when I actually hit, started getting old enough, when I hit eighteen, I started freestyling all the time. And I actually went towards the MC aspect of it. I didn't, I didn't really truly get into producing again until I was what, maybe twenty-two. Yeah. That's when I started. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's weird. Right. What 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 got what got you into the itch to to really go full deep into producing? Because over the past few years, you've really uh, made a name for yourself. When I hit thirty, I got terrified. I uh, <laughs> honestly, it, I got it scared the shit out of me. I hit thirty, and I was like, "Why am I not where I'm supposed to be?" And I thought about how I'd spent my twenties, and like I, I think mentally, I thought I was dedicated, but but true dedication like was different. And I knew I had really put my MC in. I'd, I'd put everything in MC in at that point from age 18 and to 30. What so do you I, think went like kind of was went wrong during that time that you weren't at the place where, where you thought we didn't have be? our team? It was like honestly, like Tech would put his albums out. I put out a couple albums, and we would all support these like release parties and stuff. But none of us like truly were ready to like like we're regular people online like there's a lot of people like i if you look up mine in text posts it's all the same shit we're just <laughs> we're just sharing the same music stuff like we don't post we're not like that and if i do post it's just me being sarcastic about stupid facebook shit i never had like an uh inter internet presence back then i'd even have my own facebook till 2013 i used to tell people i don't need it i'm going to be fine which was just dumb <laughs> right. dumb cuz i was behind the scenes only, but I was still making a bunch of stuff for people. I, was, I had still already been working with people, but you, you get to that point and you look around, you, you got to realize you got to build a team correctly. And uh, yeah, yeah, with me, like as I started building, like I, I used to, I'd say when I got on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, I say 2000, it was 2013. Yeah, I'd say about that time I actually started taking care of business, like trying to put the music out correctly and promote it right, but I was doing it myself. Once we all started teaming up on everything because that was like around the time me and him like he he still works with other producers but it's when we sat down and was like all right we're teaming all these things up now from now yeah. on everything everything's got to be team and as years went on the team just got stronger and we got way better at 
being serious about putting our music out. I think that we've gotten better as artists. Like clearly we've gotten better. That's a part of it. Taking that step forward, being, being good at your craft and just improving on it. But I do think that the stuff we were putting out then was absolutely good enough to, to push us a lot farther forward than, than what we had. I mean, shit, Tech, Tech had a lot of respect. He's always had his respect. He's just been, like you said earlier, he's, he's been slept on to a degree, unfairly in my opinion, because I think lyrically there isn't many in Detroit that compete with what he's doing. If you if you go by a lyrical standard on how good lines really are, I, I don't think there's really many people that fuck with him whatsoever. And right. that's just my opinion on that. And I'm, I'm glad finally, you know, Premier has been playing our music and – Eclipse been playing our music, and we're finally starting to get, you know, our what we deserve, I believe. What I've noticed, though, when since, you know, you started having this team together, you know, pushing the music that you're, you're doing, is that you've been able to sort of work with this who's who of people from around here, and it's finally, like, breaking out of those sort of little circles that everybody had that they wouldn't let people in. And I feel like that's a lot of the reasons why tech was uh, slept on because there was too many of those little circles that no one would, you know, break in. How do you feel like you were able to sort of, you know, bridge those gaps and have such a, you know, a wide array of people that you've been able to work that's with? That's an easy answer. MCs need beats. <laughs> so the better you get at making beats, the more you're in need. That is all it is. Every That's literally every bit of it. And, uh, I mean, honestly, bringing my dude Pat, Pat 313 in, and him introducing me to a lot of people he already knew that I didn't know, and yeah. then being able to play beats for them and being in positions where they're going to sit down with me and listen is a lot different than you knowing that you can't sit down with people from other circles because you yeah. don't know them. You know them through other people. Yeah. Cosigns. Everything's based off your cosign. Right, right. And, this, yeah, this this is a, sort of a, a thing that I've been talking with other people about recently, about you know the relationships that you uh, you mold with people. And it, it and, so, and sometimes it just isn't even about the music. If you can just sit down and shoot the shit with these people, like that's the real relationship. And then you can get down to the music afterwards. And I feel like that is definitely an, a a real big important thing for to to build that community to so you be able to push your music. I think that that's a that's a huge part of it. And once I sat down with people, I think they really understood that. Like I knew how to put albums together. And they got it that I got it. You know what I mean? You have to. If you haven't worked with somebody, you work with them. You figure out if you're on. A, you're going to be on the same page or not. Because I've worked with a lot of good people that we weren't necessarily on the, on the same page. They still rock some stuff, but musically, we don't really do the same thing. And then there's others I've sat down with as a producer, and it's like I knew that we could see it together <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. the way you're supposed to. Yeah, and going back to the thing where you're like, MCs need beats. There's. There's been a lot of times when in the past there was all these sort of there was like a, a light shining on Detroit. So there's all these opportunities. Yeah. But at the same time, now there's a lot of MCs that don't have those opportunities anymore and they don't have the relationships anymore because they had like a, a contract or money behind them that what that where that money could just disappear, you know. So now there's sort of Go, having to make those relationships now so like what's your thoughts about like just always continuing to have relationships because you never know when those big deals might fall through i think you got to have those relationships with people especially if you see each other on a musical level like sometimes you gotta you just gotta get over yourself you know what i mean uh guilty said that to me about 
maybe two months ago. He said, sometimes you just got to get over yourself. And it like, I really like listened when he said that, like you do, you know what I mean? You got to realize that not everything's going to be, it's not whatever it is that you're doing that built you up. It's not going to always be there at its best. You're not going to always be hot. You get cold. Some people even are happy when you get cold, which is fucked up. You know what I mean? Because they want to be at your level. But sometimes you just gotta you gotta realize that people are gonna they're gonna be on to come up and you gotta see that and recognize what it is. Like uh with me and tech, like uh when we I don't know if you're uh, familiar with your with waste management, my man Jake knew. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got with them when they were like 17, 18 years old. And the first few times we did tracks with Jake, he wasn't quite at our level yet. Come two years, he was fucking excellent. And <laughs> And he started stunning me where he shit on me a couple times on tracks. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? This dude, don't shit on me on tracks. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and when we did that, we put together a group called JFK. This is, this is my example on that. Like some people, this is, this is how you, this is how you get rid of the people at the in-betweeners who don't really, can't really handle making music because people have jealousy issues. I took that upon myself to want to produce them better. Like, despite the fact that I was an MC in a group with him, I went out of my way to get beats that catered to what was best for him. Even though I was MCing on the album, and I could have been just trying to get some fun shit, or I would have been making you laugh and hitting you with punchlines the entire time. But I didn't think it was what was best for us. For me, I was like, uh, that's when I was 28. That's when I truly realized, like, honestly, during that album, like, how much of a team sport it is. Because I knew what the best thing for that album was, was for him to shine. So... Like, I take that back to earlier, two years prior to that, when I'm shitting on you, like, I'm, be- I'm flat out better than you on songs, you got to get over yourself. Do what's best for the team. And uh, that was my first taste of that, was realizing, like, how, how things have to go with that was, because it's a tough pill to swallow when you can beat somebody up on a track, and then, like, they decide that they're going to come into their own and hit their prime. You know what I mean? Some people can't handle that shit. We've been around artists who couldn't handle that. Watching people take that step forward and them not taking that step forward at that time. It might not be your moment right now. You'll come forward. If not, you'll go away. One, one, one or the other is going to happen, though, you know? How do you feel your, that your circle, your team, has been able to make both of you guys you know, better artists recently? Prime example. We got Jimbo sitting right behind us right now, right? And he's going to probably take care of some shit for us while we're in the interview. Um, just because we always have somebody around who's taking care of business. He's also a dope-ass producer and a part of the team. But we stay on game. Like, while we're here doing this, like, if we pause in between, I'm going to look over and be like, oh, shit, we got to blah, 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 blah. Yep. Boom, we get on it. We all do that. And we stay on it at all times with it. Like, <clears throat> we're trying to run this shit like a fucking... Like it's a fucking factory design and get it to a T where we have it in our head. Everything has got to be done on a daily basis, how it has to be done, because the way we're trying to do shit, we want to drop five or six albums a year and be seriously doing it. Tech right now is we already came up with a name for his next project and he's already got a side project with another artist. And we've got it set up in our heads like how it's already going to be run. I bet you right now, without saying it, we could probably figure out the months off the, off the top of our head. All three of us, when we're going to drop those albums, they haven't even started yet. But I know we understand where we're going with everything now, and we understand our process and how long it's going to take us to do everything. That's the main thing is you can't just be like, yo, I'm going to start recording an album. Like, it's just music. You got to let me vibe. It's got to go beyond that. Because if you're, if you're really trying to go somewhere with it, it goes beyond you just looking at it from an artistic point of view. You have to be artistic at all times if you're going to take that next step forward. In the era we're in right now, everybody drops a new song every 13 seconds. In order to keep up with that, you have to keep up with that. Right. 
in order for me to be a great producer, I have to make 50 beats a month or more. If I, if I go slow and I have a 25 beat month, you know what month isn't as good as the rest of them? That one. <laughs> you know who isn't as good as he was the month before? Me. You have to know, like, your limits and what you can do and where you can take the shit to. Because if you're not, like, completely hungry enough to do it, it ain't going to matter. You know? It won't even matter if you're dope as fuck because you're not going to do what you have to do anyways. Which we know several motherfuckers like that that have come along the way the last 15 years who were dope as shit, but they had issues. Something held them back. Themselves, most of the time. And, yeah. That's my spew. (laughs) Uh, Tech, how, how, how have you gotten better you know with being around this team um again uh piggybacking what fama said is just in that it's a team you know what i mean it's not just uh fama and i sitting here saying okay well how the fuck are we gonna do this okay well i'm an mc i'm gonna rap over your beats okay but who's gonna see it how are we gonna do it so we when you have a team and it's it's broken down into um i don't know i guess for lack of a better word, you know, like responsibilities. Like, okay, well, let's do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to focus on this. Okay, well, you know, as soon as this hits, boom. You know, we're retweeting. We're, we're reposting. We're this. This is, you know, creating that presence to where it's in somebody's face. But also, um, you know, I mean, th- there comes like a sense of like value with that to where I can't let Shane, I can't let Foulmouth down. I can't let Jimbo down. I can't let Pat down. So that pushes me even more to where I'm like, okay, I have to fucking write every single fucking day. I have to stay sharp with this. I have to, I can't sleep. I just, I can't fucking sleep. You know what I mean? Because if, if, if any one of us would have done that up to this point, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have, you know, been graced with these opportunities that we have. You know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's just keep chipping away at this grindstone. You know, I, I don't want to be the reason that, you know, something with middle finger music doesn't work out, doesn't pan out you know, for, for necessarily from my lane. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'd, this sounds dumb, but I'd rather it be some outside factor or something that was, like, unpreventable. But I don't want to be the fucking reason why it doesn't work out. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. So it's like we all have a certain, you know, amount of, you know, like, accountability that we have, we hold with each other, you know? And, and shit, man, we're like fucking brothers. We, before, you know, we, we've been doing this for a long time, you know, with each other, man. So it's like... You know, we know each other's temperament, and th- some some days, you know, things aren't going to gel that very, you know, that well, and you know, but uh, it's it's a sense of commitment and just wanting to, wanting to fucking, you know, I want to see, you know, this motherfucker's meticulous and unbelievable with his craft. You know what I'm saying? Like, just I remember hearing some of the fucking beats. Like, I was, I don't know, like when you were making like Soul Lewis, I didn't really hear the shit like while you were doing it. Yeah, because I didn't see it for like a month. And when yeah. you got over, it was done. I was like, what in the fuck? What is this? You know, it was like he just. <laughs> That's funny. Like I didn't see you for a month. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you got to think, man. We're here. You know, it's not I'm, like I, I didn't see you for a year or six yeah. months. Yeah, I didn't see you for a month. Well, I made that entire album in April 2015. The whole thing, every right. So yeah. When he showed up, I was like, "Bro, this album's basically done." I think he maybe heard three or four. Yeah. You know, so it's again. I think it's just the commitment to that whole team concept in itself. You know, is okay. Well, it's not just me. You know, I. I I have other people that are depending on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and you know, and again, as far as the MCing thing, man, just just staying sharp and just fucking just trying. You know, you gotta want to fucking outshine every, every everybody you hear. You know, you don't want to be fucking second place and, and fucking rhyming. You know what I mean? Right. You never want to be that fucking verse that somebody skips past to get to the next one. Fuck that. You know what I mean? 
you're trying to take everybody's fucking head off. And that's what he does with beats. That's what, you know, that's what just, so as a team, that's what we want to do. You know what I mean? Just, and that's what we're doing. Middle finger, fuck you. You know, <laughs> we're doing this. How do you sort of deal with, uh, like, the mental aspect of it all? Like, when you're, when you're working and it just isn't coming, like, you just need to, like, how do you de decompress from it all just to get a clear mind? Um, you know, just step away for a little bit. Um, listen to fucking, listen to something else other than, like, if, if I'm writing to some, like, foul mouth shit, like, I won't listen to it for, like, a week. Then I'll just go back and, like, it's just ready, you know. Sometimes you got to just, just fucking step away, you know, or just listen to something else that maybe will inspire. Um, I listen to fucking a lot of uh, knowledge. His fucking beat tapes. Yeah. They just, they, they blow my fucking mind. I don't know what kind of dope that guy does, but <laughs> we need that shit. Um, but, like, fucking, you know, just hearing something that maybe you particularly wouldn't do and trying to figure out what they're doing. How, how the fuck did they do that? How creative is that? You know what I mean? What the fuck's wrong with me? Why you know, you know, why am I stuck? What's going on? But um but also understanding, you know, that um it comes and goes. But again, you know, like with, with MCing though, you know what I'm saying? Like I push I, I, I at least fucking write a few bars a day. You know, sometimes it's a verse, sometimes it's 30, sometimes it's whatever, but at least just keep your mind fucking just you know, keep my I'm sorry, keep my mind just just turning nonstop. Um, but you know, sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not, you know, it's, uh, fucking writer's block happens, you know, same thing with him. You know, he'll say, fuck man, I've, I haven't made something in a week, you know, and then come back the next day and he's got fucking 20 new fucking tracks. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just find the pocket, you know, stay in your lane and just keep moving. All right. Talk about the new album that you guys have coming out. Lion King. It's, uh, it's dropping, uh, digital platforms on black Friday. November 23rd, that's next next Friday. Um, and then the release party is the Saturday after that, December 1st at the Old Miami. Um, to date, this is, uh, I mean, in, in my eyes, easily my best work. Um, and going back with what, what Fahmal said is, you know, he has a vision. He, he can, in his head, he can create these albums. He already sees it basically from, like, from the onset. You know, whereas in the past, when I was making shit, like some of my like my last couple of projects, they sound like fucking mixtapes. I don't know where the fuck my, my head was sometimes. Um, I knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't have that person with me to say, okay, let's do it like this. Let's do it like this. Let's do it like this. You know, so sonically, um, I mean, easily best thing I've done. Um, the the beat the beats. I mean, obviously, you know, they fucking speak for themselves. This dude's a fucking genius with that shit, and. Uh, the way he mentioned earlier about Jake, Jake knew, he knows what I'll sound good on. You know what I mean? Uh, Fowlmouth knows that shit. He'll text me at fucking two in the morning, like, bro, I sent you something. Just check this out in the morning. You know, and I'll just, that's, I'm happy as fuck. You know what I mean? I know tomorrow's gonna be a good fucking day. <laughs> that's what some of them, uh, you know, some of the tracks he made, and I wasn't here. Some of the other tracks, you know, like, we dig through a sample together, looking for something, looking for something, and I, you know, we'd make it organically on the spot. Um, but you know, sometimes he just, he'd, he'd hit his stride, you know, and just send it to me like, boom, you know, okay, cool. I'll come back in a week, fucking knock it out. But, um, the chemistry, the chemistry behind it, you hear it in the record, you know, you hear it in the record. Nothing's forced. Right, um, right, right. it's just, it's, it's a very, you know, again, cliche shit, just, it's organic the way it came about, um, working together for, you know, 
again for so fucking long. You know, we were in uh, I don't know how many fucking tracks we. You know, we had this old crew, Deadbeats, and we were in Bully Camp together. Um, so a partner in rhyme slash you know longtime collaborator. I think I was, yeah, right. I was the first one to rhyme on one of your beats, like recorded, yeah, right? You're the very first person I've ever. Yeah, on that feels like it was fucking twenty years ago. It probably was. Damn. Um, <laughs> like oh five. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And uh, you know, it's just why not? You know, it, it made sense for him to create this soundscape, you know, just perfectly for what it is. You know, it's like a snapshot. You put it on, man, and uh, obviously it's a little more. Um, aggressive i don't i don't fucking pull punches i don't i don't like filler i don't like fucking mcs that that use filler and shit you know what i mean it, it, it fucking irritates me uh, you know wh- why are you rhyming why the fuck are you rhyming you know what i mean i don't want to fucking listen to your stupid fucking shit you know <laughs> come with it every every fucking bar just come with yes. it you know what i mean come fucking with it man and and I, I mean i like to think that you know i do that um i don't uh, you know in, in in a fucking 16 bar verse you don't have time to waste you know 32 bars they don't fucking have time to waste um i definitely pushed me to write to do more fucking hooks on this record you know my mentality before is hooks just getting the fucking way of bars you know more bars you know what i'm saying the fucking the bar fly i'm not the fucking hook fly you know what i mean like um but but i think for someone like you like hooks should be something that you should like really excel at because like you're on that sort of tough guy bully rap yeah, type yeah, yeah. thing and like when you think of uh shit like that like like that's to say mop right they're they're legendary for oh, their God, uh yeah, yeah. for their hooks anthems, you know anthems along with along with their bars but their yeah. but their hooks are so like legendary so someone like you should definitely pay attention to the yeah. uh, to the hooks and, and and like i said you know i, I definitely adheres to his uh his advice on this record you know there's uh there's a few that don't have any on the record but uh there's some just straight up infectious ones you know we got uh aaron taylor to do sing a couple hooks for us those are just you know awesome but um you know it's funny you mentioned that like there's been shows in the past i've done and at the end of this like 20 25 minute set i'm like i didn't fucking i didn't spit one hook all these goddamn songs didn't have hooks. And I'm out of breath. I'm fucking winded. You know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah, definitely. But um, I'm I'm more than pleased with this record. And I just can't wait for it to fucking come out. Um, you know, we, we were, again, we were meticulous in the process from beginning to end, start to finish. Just, I mean, every single fucking second is, you know, it's just our blood, sweat, and tears in there. How does it make you a better artist when you're working with a producer that knows you so well? They have the vision. And they know... Probably like he he'll know before I do what I'm trying to accomplish on a song or what it is, and also just it creates that sound. It doesn't. There's no deviation. You know what I mean? Where like in the past, I'd have a few five miles joints. I'd have some joints from um, my dude Malik or Mark Bird or whatever it is, and it's it, it works really well with some artists. Yeah. And but I found out that it works better for me to do it this way, and just working with one producer to me it feels more like an album. And, you know, not just a project, but it's an album. Like I said, like a soundscape. It's a fucking, yeah. it's an experience front to back. You know, like uh, there's a beginning and there's an end. It's not like you just, you know where you're at what, while you're listening to it. You can feel it. You can feel it, the progression and you can feel like, okay, it's about to close up now. You know what I mean? Um, so with me, it was more of a, it kept me focused, you know, having a, having a title in mind. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. This will be this one. This will, you know, it's just um, again this the way this guy's brain works is uh, 
That's, that's a bizarre place in his brain. But uh, <laughs> it's just he's a genius at his shit. You know what I mean? And he was able to keep keep me focused and, you know, just like reel me in, you know, so that way I don't go this way or that way or this, you know. There was no, like, random spots. Everything sounds – it's it's very, uh, you know, intentional on the record, I guess. Um, yeah, but it's more of like a more of like a uniform sound. Now, Fowl, uh, what what was your vision going into making this record? Actually, that's why there's two records. Um, originally, we came up with the, with the idea for the name, and it was gonna be a, it was gonna be a long album. And we thought about it, and we we're like, man, we've got we, I think we have like five or six cohesive no, maybe like seven cohesive tracks between between my beats. So what we did was is, no, I think it was more like ten. But we went ahead and took a few of them off because he had all he had a bunch of good tracks. The pre-kills loaded with good songs from other beats. So Pat came up with the idea. He's like, you should split it. The second he did, me and him got the vision on. Okay, we're putting these three are going on the pre-kill. These six are staying with us. And we looked at the we looked at the way the songs were, what they needed, added what they needed afterwards. Like, all right, what's add? What's like we went out two different tracks. We went and got Kid Vicious for him. We're like. We need another MC on this. This track doesn't have a hook. This isn't going to be a hook because once we came up with the idea for Lion King, we did want to put a lot of focus. We wanted to make it sound like an album, but yet still have complete focus on bars. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But it still feel like a record. So like the 270 track, I did a, I did a real different hook. Um, like you said, Aaron came in and did two did two uh, did two hooks on tracks. We just we. He was talking earlier about how he didn't want to do fuck a filler. You know what I mean? Fuck fillers. Yeah, we're yeah. not doing no fillers. Well, when it when it came to the hooks for these tracks, we wanted big hooks or something that was different than what the bars were. That's why somebody else did them because Tech's job on these tracks is to do lines. So we had songs that were already there, and we added stuff to it. Brought Aaron in, added him to this track. Brought Gordy in, added him to this track. Like Tech was ready. To, Tech originally had a different verse and was gonna do another verse for that track, and then we came up with the idea for how that track could be. So, boom, we switched it. And we did that, I think, with almost all the tracks where we did, okay, we're going to do this, this, and that. We went back on all the tracks, polished them differently, added things differently to make them appeal to the idea of the album. They weren't just songs that were being towards one bigger project. When we decided to split it up, me and Tech made sure that we put our heads together to split that correctly and make that album come out the way it sounds, the way it's supposed to sound, feeling like it's uh, one full piece. You know what I mean? Right. And it, I feel like we hit that part pretty good. We, we're really crazy about the in-betweens, going back on this and that, doing this or that. You know what I mean? Because like you're saying, like understanding, like killing hooks. He's, he's, he's all over hooks still. But for this project, I feel like we nailed it perfectly. A few songs don't have hooks. They're loaded with bar, bar spitters. We want it to be like that without you needing the hook. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Which is the difference between you go from a track like that into a track where Aaron right right away the hook plays four times he's got a he's got a bridge at the end, yeah. Tech's going crazy with bars. We're still keeping the standard correct on how we've seen it. It's still he's still it's still Lion King. It's still all about the lines, but you're getting real songs at the same time. Right, like right. You're talking, like you talking about in the past, like more like mixtape format. This is like mixtape format meets album, correctly yep. done. Right, right, right. In regards to the the guest appearances that you have on this album, what were you looking for when choosing who you wanted to work with? You know, what what and what did those artists bring to the album? Well, one Jake, getting Jake is uh, is is a must. He's always going to be crew. He was in Bully Camp. I was in JFK with him. 
we've been we've been making music for 11 years and he's he's out of state now he's in florida but we want to make sure we had a verse from him on the project for for the sake of some crew shit vicious is my dude and him and tech have been talking about working together for the last year so we knew when we were putting this together finally let's get let's get vicious over here get these tracks taken care of same thing with gordy we've been talking about tech and gordy for a long time gordy's my dude finally got him over here found a track that was perfect for him the beat was perfect for him he he did what gordy does sometimes and uh that track worked out um everybody was was a specific fit jay classic my dude jay classic from ypsilanti um we're gonna be doing a middle finger music project together i've been ta telling tech for the last six months i gotta get you guys on a track so when we came up with the idea hey let's get vicious on a track too and they're like hey you know what we don't want just another rap track. We need a hook. Something different, though, because Tech was going to do the hook for it. And I was like, nah, we need a different voice. So <laughs> that, like, the hook really stands out a little bit differently. You know what I mean? Right, so right. So when God Bango, that track was done already. We originally had that three verses in a row. We were going to put some cuts on it and do it like that. We chose not to. We're like, nah, we need another hook. So we went and got Bango, brought Bango in for it. Bango kills hooks. So he came in and did the uh, 93 Jerry Ball joint. Yeah. But like, like, like I said, like pre-planning – rearranging and pre-planning once we came up with the idea was like uh we were crazy about it lots of changes the songs right. lots of them how do you when it comes to guest appearances how do you toe that line to where of not ha with having maybe too many guest appearances to where it might drown out the main act of the album which would be aztec and and to make sure that Aztec is still highlighted and not having too many guest appearances. How do you toe that line? On that, we, we actually questioned if we were doing that because we did have Vicious on two tracks. We had Bango on two tracks. So what that came down to was how, basically how we sequenced the album, making sure it's the right tracks next to each other, listen to it, because you know it when it's wrong. You're like, oh, man, it's too many features with somebody. <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean? But once we sequenced the album, we listened to it. We we felt good about it. We felt right. Like we didn't. We despite the fact two people are on two different songs, we didn't feel like it was it was overboard. And it, it's it was it's all crew shit. Like vicious of my guy. I got I think seven or eight beats on his last album. Everything was all with was within the crew. We kept it to us. We could have reached out to other people that we work with, but we kept it we kept it extremely in house for the project. Right. What do you feel? How do you feel like this? What What do you hope that this album does for both you and Aztec and also? Um, the beginning of uh, middle finger music. Whatever it is that people think about our music, if 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 it is if it is good enough, I'm just hoping that it, it's the proof. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if it's good enough, we're we're doing it now. This is it. This is for us. This is like some of our best shit. I mean, if not our best shit, and if we're good enough, it's we're, I feel like we're 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 getting enough looks and people are looking now. It's it's gonna happen. So for for me, respect always first. But you're hoping it just keeps going and moving, and it gets to the point where you look up and your numbers are crazy, and you're in need. You're officially in need, and that's how it goes. Gaining respect's one thing. Like if we can get a net, you know, you get the net. If we get the national respect from this project that I think we deserve, I'm cool with it. That's that's what I need from it. Right. But if if bigger and better things come and, and big money comes along, yeah, you know. <laughs> but that's 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 what we're pushing for. The hopes is that we believe it's that good. And now we're going to try to push it, put it in your fucking face and prove that it is. Um, Tech, you know, what do you feel like this uh, this album will, should, what do you hope that this album will do for you and for the listeners out there? Um, again, echoing things that, you know, we, we think the same. Uh, respect. As an MC, um, you know, I don't, I don't fucking care if you like me. I don't care if you fucking, you know, 
my neighbor, whoever the fuck you are. If you know hip hop and you know MCing and you know bars, just that respect for my fellow MCs, man. Like even cats I look up to. You know, what I mean the, the the features on the record, like you know he was saying, but you know, I mean I have nothing but respect for these cats. You know, and for them to join me on this album, like I've I've never really had features. You know, what I mean like on. The last records, it was all just like in-house crew shit like that, you know. Obviously, our our crew's a little bit more, uh, you know, a little more broad now. But um, you know, just he- just hearing these cats that I've, you know, number one, we're fans first. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think that that kind of lends to, you know, these people willing to work with me and just you know having that respect for me, knowing how long I've been, you know, as a team, all of us have been doing this shit, um, whether individually, you know, or whatever. I mean, I remember going to fucking subterranean shows, man, and like, you know, there actually was a time when I wasn't old enough to drink, um, <laughs> and I was going to these fucking shows, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't probably till about six, seven years later, I was talking to Low, and you know, he's like, so what do you do, man? Like, this cat didn't even know, like, I'm not in his face like a fanboy, like, oh, I rhyme, I rhyme, I rhyme, you know what I mean? And uh, again, yeah, just respect for my peers, and also just, you know... Like he said, we're we're not those cats that are on social media saying I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. It's just, you know, you know what, hey, peep the music. Form formulate your own opinion. You know, it's cohesion, it's music, it's fucking it's Detroit hip hop, you know, and just just to be known for that. That's it. Nothing that's what more. I meant, not to interrupt you, but that's what I meant earlier. Not that I just hope people like the music. I expect them to. I feel like it's dope as fuck. Right. But that's the hopes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want it to come off like, please I'm praying to God. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um yeah, you know, obviously, um, some of the looks we're getting, I'm, uh, I was a little shook, you know what I mean? And, and, and like, I was like, what? what? We're going to Shade 4 or 5, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Dude, it's fucking wild. Like, I'm sitting in there, like, trying to, like, keep cool. Like, oh, yeah, I've done this before, you know? I've been up here. There's nothing. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at fucking, looking at DJ Eclipse and looking at, like, we, we walk into, like, the lobby, right? And it's like, Shade 4 or 5 welcomes DJ Muggs and Wu-Tang Clan. I'm like, why the fuck are we here? What's going on? You know what I mean? But obviously the reason is, the reason is because of the music. The music speaks for right, itself, right. you know? They're not going to have us on the fucking show for, you know, with some clown cats. Right, right. Um, and I think that was a big moment for me to kind of like flex my skill on there, you know? And I just fucking, I snapped on that, you know, seeing the, the responses from that. Seeing, seeing response from other people that you have no fucking clue who they are. In other states, other cities, yeah. whatever it is, like that's awesome. That's an awesome feeling. Yeah, definitely. you know, to like, okay, it's on level. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's on point. Like, know? they have no reason to give you props. Why would it's they? It's not. It's not no little yeah. like scene mm-hmm. shit. Like they're gonna see you around or whatever. Exactly. Gonna, normally, they would just not ever see you ever. So if they're gonna give you props like that, that means they actually like what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. I I, I agree 100. percent And. uh you know, notoriety is, is, is awesome. You know, everybody wants to, you know, do do fucking everything they can. Obviously, you know, we're 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 realists. We're not gonna fucking be millionaires, you know what I'm saying? But right. whatever it is 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 what it is, like he said. Uh you know, I've uh since that I've got uh you know, I had conversations with cats, I producers, like, you know, bigger cats, I thought you know, why the fuck they wanna fuck with me? Cool. <laughs> well they do now, you know what I mean? And there's there's some things in the works now and you know, it's just one step at a time, man. And again, we're we're humble cats. I think that's why people fuck with us too. I mean, it's a middle finger, but it's also you know, once you know us, it's like, hey, man, we're in our lane, stay in your lane, and we're all good. You know. 
See, you've always been just complaining about us. Nah, I man. spoke on it because he ain't gonna speak. Uh, ain't gonna speak on it. So I spoke on it once. It became a heavy debate. Yeah. I. I mean, again, I'm. I'm more of the. Uh, you know, listen to the music, formulate your own opinion kind of thing. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I see the people that sit there and, and brag and boast and do all this other shit. Like, half the time, I'm like, man, you guys are trash, you know? But I'm not there for that either. Hey, do you. Do you and just do your thing. You know what right. I mean? Do your thing. Yeah. There, there's, there's enough room for everybody. There honestly is. There, there, uh, there honestly is enough room for everybody. There is. And I wish, <laughs> honestly, I wish Detroit would embrace that mentality a little bit more sometimes, you know? Um. Yeah, I talk about that in the record. I'm not going to go into that right now, but yeah. <laughs> um, file mouth. What's you know coming in the future? What do you have? Uh, what's in store for what you're working on and Middle Finger Music? What, what projects are in the works? Well, I've got about 600 of them. Let's get yeah, let's no, let's let, let's get started. This is this is so so. Text the first Middle Finger Music release. Um, we're following it up with Bango five weeks later. Uh, the, 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 okay, on the Bango, is the, is the record that I use for my theme song on there? It's not on there no more. But what we're doing is because me and Bango have 55 tracks recorded. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. No, 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 it's, 50, it's 55 tracks. 55. So what we're doing is because we wanted to try to limit it, we picked the the not the best of the best, the best fit of the best. We, we really liked 22 songs, right. and we were like, we can't do this. So... Eventually, during the summertime, we're gonna we're gonna drop a free release called "Fucking uh, Leftovers," and uh, it's gonna be eight songs that didn't make the album. But we're gonna, when it, when the time's right, randomly, we're gonna get, just drop that on you. Yeah. But his album's fifteen songs. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be followed up after tax five weeks later. Um, the plan is, I mean, fuck it, I'm just gonna say it now. We're, we plan on dropping that bitch on New Year's Eve. Okay. So. Um, we're, we're going to go full promotion with that while we're still promoting the fuck out of tech shit. We're going to try to, that's one thing we've never done before is I feel like right now we can cross promote the team and as long as the team stays on it, it's not a problem because you're in that era right now where things are coming and going so fast. Just keep doing new things and promoting them, period. You'll be fine. This is something that I, okay, in the past year or so I've been uh, going, uh, I've been going to comic cons and interviewing comic book creators. What's been really great about them is that they promote each other, whether at the comic cons or on social media and everything. Yeah, they promote each other in their little circles, and it's not even a circle; it's just a community of people that you'd always they, that they always see at all the comic cons, and they become friends with, or that they're or they collab with, you know. And it's really nice to see. And I was like, oh my god, I wish our hip hop scene would do this, you know. So it's so it's so it's perfect. Like when you have your whole old team, just you you. Promote everybody's, because everybody will win, you know, if you keep on promoting each other's in the in the circles uh, projects. Me Tech, Jimbo Slice, and Pat Three One Three have a, a few days a month where we all sit down, and we sit down in the lab. And it, during that day, no matter what, Tech's gonna take care of some tracks. I'm gonna record. I'm gonna mix. But when we sit down, we have game plans that we we have threads. We have threads on Facebook that don't stop. They're all day long, literally <laughs> between the four of us. And it doesn't stop. And then we know, like, certain things have to get done when we're all together because we have to, like, formulate all of our opinions to get the, the dominant opinion. You know what I'm saying? That's where I think people fuck up. There's no big-headedness between any of us. We don't fight. We don't argue. I think we all know each other so good at this point that we're all accepting of flaws. That's the biggest problem with people is you have to be accepting of people's flaws. Like we're all going to do things that we don't like. You know what I'm saying? We all have 
things that we don't like about each other. I just, but, but, but dude, we don't care no more. Instead, instead, instead we smoke each other about it and laugh. Like we're way over it. That's the biggest problem with people is like, you, you see people like in groups and shit, they fucking hate each other. They hate each other, man. And like, if you wake up and you realize that like you love that person and like what you have with, with them, like you can't go back to that. I hate to say this, like I love my high school friends, but if they come over, we're talking about football, we're talking about their families, we're talking about my family. What I got with these guys is different. Right. Like it's a mental state. We we share a mental state I don't share with others. Yeah, so yeah. like when people wake up to that and they realize like how dope that is. And you just fucking get over yourself, <laughs> like Guilty told me. I mean, that's that's huge, man. Like, we come over here, we all have things we should do that we don't, and we laugh about it because we get over it, and we figure it out, and we fix it. <laughs> and that's usually what the the, the the every two-week thing is that we do is, like, when we when we talk in these messages, every day we all have to do certain things. Yeah. Okay, we have to do this, we got to do that, you got to do this. Well, before it was just scattered. We were, like, oh, we yeah. were, like, just dreaming and waiting. and But music, we I thought we were there. It's just... The rest of it wasn't, man. The team wasn't there. The work wasn't there to, to put the, the drop albums correctly. And we and, and, the, and the fucked up thing about that part is, is me and Tech have had, what, six, seven, eight successful release parties where we brought 150 to 300 people and local shows that turned out great. We had we always had our friends behind us. We were good at that part. It was reaching farther than this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's and I, Pat taught me a lot with that. When he came in and just showed how a lot of that worked, I mean, that was huge, man. Pat Pat knows people and and Pat's not scared to talk to people or try to talk to people or find ways to interest them. Oh, right. So when, if you make the music correctly and he get he gets it out correctly, boom, you're moving the way you're supposed to. If if if, if we work harder than everybody else does and he promotes harder than everybody else does, we're taking it farther than everybody else does. And that's where people don't they, they don't come together. They don't realize. Instead, they'll, they'll have an excuse like, "Well, I work all the time. So do I. I work 45 hours every single week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every week." And when I'm at work, I'm still fucking, my brain's still going. It doesn't stop. It never stops. When he's at work, it never stops. We keep going. We got, we all got full-time jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just have, to, you got to have that want to, to continue and, and know what you have to do to push it forward. And once you have that, once you have the idea of it down to a T on how it, how it's going to be your way, because there isn't a, there isn't any certain way you should do things. I know everybody's convinced that they know how it's done. They don't. Either do we. But we, we have an opinion on how we should do it, and we're going to push that opinion forward as much as possible. What else do you got on the horizon? Yeah, my bad. I left. <laughs> I do that a lot. Um, so, <laughs> so, so we're dropping Bango's album, The Adventures of Bang Belushi. Um, that's going to come out New Year's Day. We're going to do a release party early January. We're going to follow it up with, um, I'm not sure which album is going to drop after that. we got a compilation that's uh, mostly done either that or my dude J classic out of Ypsilanti. Those are going to be the next, the next projects that come out. Um, can I just talk, can I talk about the projects? All right. <laughs> All right. So Te tech's going to be doing a follow up on his project. He's also got a side project with bango, uh, called the booze brothers. He's also got a side project. That's going to be happening with fat father called, uh, fat and tan. Well, this is our next year but this is all real so you can quote me on this shit i'll force it by letting you know on this podcast that all these albums will come out within the next year and some of these haven't been started yet so if you look back on this podcast and you, and you do fuck with us you're gonna be like all right these dudes work uh these are all gonna drop this is everything i just named is basically our next year 
Sound about right? I'm, am I missing anything? No. Me and my man Efave got a record. Um, that's going to be coming out. We got a little bit more work to do on that, and we're going to be promoting that a little bit differently. That's also going to be happening. Hell yeah, sounds good. There's one you can't really mention, right? There's two I can't really mention. But they're there. But <laughs> they're, they're there. there. <laughs> they're there. Well, there's one I can mention. Uh, me and Guilty got a project that's in process. Uh, the other one, uh, you, it's going to be a big announcement when we make it. Um, but yeah, me and me and Guilty. Well, that's a, a fucking very big announcement. Uh, <laughs> I, Guilty's one of the best to ever come out of Detroit. So, um, I'm I'm blessed to be able to put to be able to do that. We're we're halfway through that right now. As we close out um close out this interview, there's um, something I usually like I like to ask everybody that I interview. If they're and I want to ask both of you uh, separately. What is something that's been a part of, like, a lesson from your life and career that anybody listening to this, whether they know you guys or not, even care about hip-hop, um, that a lesson or advice from your life that you could extract from your life and they could, you know, project it onto their own situation and sort of learn from it to better their lives? Um, well... Uh, Alfama said, you know, waking up and you're 30. You know what I mean? I'm closer to 40 than I am 30. Let's just keep it <laughs> shit, shit funky. You know what I mean? Um, understanding that, you know, this isn't a rehearsal. That was a, a quote from my uncle who passed. Um, you know, it's not a rehearsal. You don't get to do yesterday over again. You don't get to do the beginning of this interview over again. You know, I mean, technically you could, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. We can't do 6.30 p.m. over. Um, so taking advantage of, of every single fucking moment, man, you know, like I work at a DPS, my old high school, I graduated from Western. That's what I tell my kids every day at work. Listen, man, you can't, you don't get a chance to come back and do it again. Right. Make every day, you know, the best you put your head down at night. Hey, did I knock the fucking, did I kick today's dick in? You know what I mean? Well, you, you I hope you fucking did, you know? And I think, um, that's translated into the music is, you know, we don't get another chance at this. You're not going to get another chance at this fucking release party at this on this record or whatever it is, you know. And again, technically, you can go back and rewrite songs and re-record them and shit. But, you know, these these first impressions that you'll have on people's ears and you know what I mean? Creating images that are, you know, like palatable for them. You know, I mean, hip hop listeners, you know, ears are, you know, they're fucking sensitive people, you know, like understanding that one person isn't going to like it. The next person might. The next person's going to fucking hate it. That, that's cool. It's, it's whatever it is. But make sure, I, may, I try to make sure I'm doing the best that I can no matter what, you know? And that's, again, that's, that's translated into the team concept that we have. So, again, just taking advantage, you know? Any, any day above ground is a good day, you know? Um, and just understanding, you know, that, that you have to just, just stay, stay productive, Stay productive and just want more. You know what I mean? Settle for nothing. Demand fucking everything, right? And just 100% just just stay on your shit. Stay on your shit. It's easy to get lost and, and uh, you know, get caught up in everyday life and this fucking woe is me thing. You know what I mean? And I check myself all the time on it. By the time I get to work, I'm this fucking irate person. You know what I mean? I can't afford to have any more fucking gray hair, and I do every goddamn day. <laughs> and it's like, what am I mad? I'm, I'm mad about traffic. I'm I'm pissed off about traffic. You know what I mean? I'm pissed off about this. Fuck, man. You know we're alive, doing what we love. You know I have a fucking job to drive to, or you know shit like that. It's yeah. just, I think 
you know, and, and, and you fucking, you go on social media and it's fucking negative city. You know, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? How do you have enough time in your fucking life to complain about these things? God damn it, bro. You know, you're, you're alive. Be happy with what's going on. You know, sometimes life serves you fucking sit, shit sandwiches for months in a row. Bounce back. You know what I'm saying? And just, yeah, just take every fucking advantage you have. Kick a fucking door in. If, uh, you know, speaking of too short, you know, he said that get in where you fit in. Fuck that, man. Make room. Make room if you don't fit. You know, figure it out. Yeah. What was the question again? I just got lost. I was daydreaming the last like seven or eight seconds. That was it, though. I was good before that. I knew, I knew he was going to the question. Dude, I was doing good. I don't know where I went. Basically, what I was saying is, what's something that's uh, a lesson or advice uh, that you've learned in your life that anybody listening to this could, you know, project into their own lives? Honestly, just what we said about, like, making music. Like, if you're... You only get one chance at doing it. Like, if if you're if you're an artist and you're good, don't fuck it up, man. Do it. Do it now because not not even just for yourself. Like a lot of people, you gotta you gotta realize too. Like you're leaving a legacy behind, especially if you're good at making music. You're how many? All right, so like we meet each other from like city to city and shit. You know what I mean? Or you remember how hard it was just to win a spelling bee in your classroom? There's 28 kids. Like now we're like now we're like nitpicking th- from city to city, artist to artist. Like it's 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 man, it's like you're you're like one out of a thousand. You know what I mean? Like you got to realize that like you if you got something, don't blow it. That's because I, I, I don't I don't really don't know shit about anything else besides music. So that's that's all that's that's where my advice is gonna come from is something music. Football. He knows a lot about football. I know a little bit about football, too. A little bit about football. <laughs> All right. To close this out, where can people go online and get more information about what both you guys are doing in, uh, for the album? Middlefingermusic.com. Yeah, make sure they go. Check that shit out. Aztec Bandcamp. Foul Mile 313 Bandcamp. Is yours Aztec 313? What is Aztec it? The Aztec, Bar- Aztec The Barfly. Um, what else? Our Instagram, our Facebooks, Foul Mouth 313, Aztec the Barfly on everything. Um, Make sure they hit Twitter, yeah, hit that middle finger music though. Go right to the go right to the site because everything's gonna be on there. All the links that go directly to our shit is is on there. So go straight to that page. Stay on that page. Our band camps. Um, we're on Napster. You can find us on Napster. <laughs> And, and other yeah, and other weird places. We're we're on we're everywhere, man. I, honestly, we make sure we're on we're on anything you can find music on. We're on every platform of it. Spotify. It's I Spotify's big now, man. We're all over Spotify, so I'm man, I'm I'm really bad at promoting uh promoting the places to find us. I think that's it though. That's good. That's good. That's I just wanna sit down here and make music and then ask other people to help me. Because I suck. I suck at it. I'm really good at making the music though. I'm really good at making the music, though. I'm, I'm pretty good at that part. <laughs> Pat knows I suck at it. We talk about it all the time. This is half the... This, we got her, like I said, we got our flaws. That's one of them. I'm shitty at it. All right, man. It's been great talking with you guys. Good luck with the, the, the new album and everything in the future. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having us. So that was my interview with Aztec the Barfly and Foulmouth. Like I said, the new album, Lion King, is out now. You can always go to middlefingermusic313.com for more information on that new release and anything going on in the future for Middle Finger Music. All the links 
to follow Middle Finger Music, Aztec, and Foul Mouth will be in the show notes for this episode at freshesthepodcast.com. And just another reminder, the Aztec to Barfly Lion King release party is this Saturday, December 1st, at the Old Miami in Detroit, Michigan. $5 cover, so be there. All right, that was another episode in the books. Thank you for listening. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.